Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Third time is a charm. Thank you yes. so much. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. So, um, for the people who won't know, because they, why would they, this is our third time trying to get this to happen, um, between schedule conflicts and then also just technology in general, but we did it. We're here. Yes. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, um, the way I like to always start these is just asking my guest, um, well, who are you and what do you do? And then also, are those the same thing? Who am I and what do I do? Okay. So first off, um, my name is Ayusha. I am an undergraduate student at George Mason University. I study environmental sustainability with a concentration in climate change and society. Ugh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And um, so I'm, I'm a mish mash of different things. So I do activism stuff. I um, am also a global sustainability scholar. So I study and work with um, communities in Germany and Poland and Romania on climate mitigation issues. And before all of that, I was an artist, a musician. And um, yeah, so those are sort of the things that I do. And I think the question was, what do I do and who am I? And are they the same thing? Is that right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think so for, in my case, at least, because I believe that whatever you do, that it has to be like your passion and it has to be something that you like truly resonate with. So for me, I am exactly what I do. Like if anything were to describe my personality or who I am, it would be my job. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's, that's, I feel like, while like, I completely agree with you. I think that that is, that's typically the answer so far. I mean, I haven't been doing this that that long, but like so far, that's what people are saying. It's just like, it's crazy because I'm only interviewing 20 somethings and we all tend to have that belief of like, Hey, we need to be doing what we love or else we're going to be miserable. And I'm, I'm really curious about the day because it's coming where I interview someone who's a little older and can't say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I definitely think that that would be a really sad day. And when you do get to that point, it's I mean, like, I guess it's sad to us because we have such a new fresh perspective. And we're kind of prepared for, you know, emotional and mental and social change happening so quickly around us that older generations can't really uh, fathom that, I guess. So I'm interested in hearing that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that that'll be that'll be an interesting day for sure. Um, but you said that before all of your activism, you were a music- musician and you were a performer and artist. Do you not consider yourself that now? Um, great question. So I consider myself an artist still. However, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself uh, with specific titles like musician or performer because I think it sort of specifies and sort of um yeah it specifies a little bit too much so if I go up to people I'm like yeah I'm a musician then it uh people sort of have a different understanding of musician versus artist um people don't really have immediate thoughts when you say oh I'm an artist usually they're like oh that's cool and so it saves me from having to explain my entire like career path (laughs) I guess yeah yeah like a time saver I think and also I think 
um, doing music and doing anything in the arts, performing or visual arts, you're always just going to be an artist anyway. And whether people ask the specifications is sort of up to them. I think that's fairly accurate. I mean, people like labels in general, they just sort of put someone hears something and they immediately put you in that box yeah. that you've been given. So I, I think that's great. That's really beautiful that you don't allow yourself to be blocked. You keep it fluid. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. For um, sure. Do you think that, well, I mean, I, I think that, but do you think that that kind of mentality could be applied more to people? Do you think that that gives you a sense of like selflessness for being so fluid, for being so open and adaptable to experiences in life? Yeah. Do you see a correlation there? Yeah, actually, I never really thought about it like that, but I definitely think um, when you have flexibility in an area of your life, um, especially when it comes to labels, I think you also have that flexibility. It sort of like translates itself into other facets of your life and into people and how you interact with people as well. Like it almost, I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm just making this up, but I feel like it makes you like less judgmental as well. So I interesting. I definitely think, and also with, you know, doing, the way that sort of my career and job is unfolding it on itself is sort of, um, you know, and being in global sustainability scholars, their whole focus is transdisciplinary research. So basically we use the word trans instead of interdisciplinary, like most academics, because trans sort of spans the entire plane of what people think science is or what people think science should look like. So for me, um, I think incorporating art and science and music and science and how we sort of use that ancient, almost um, instinctual wisdom of being an artist and being so connected to arts and music and the very minute details of the world as an artist, how connected that is to like science. So I think I kind of got off topic there a little bit, but <laughs> you're totally fine. Actually, it was a great segue. It was, it, yeah. I, first of all, I love your mind. This is very fascinating. Um, second of all, I, there seems to be a lot of influence and emphasis uh, with connectivity and what you do and um, bringing people together, bridging gaps, trying to figure out problem solve uh, is what I'm kind of hearing from you really. Like right. you're the person who gets in there and figures it out. Do you think that going back to the connectivity that people have with this innate desire to create and share and bring each other closer, do you think that that is why we have such a tie with spirituality and then the many different avenues one can find spirituality? Um, I feel like that was a really random question, but that was just something I knew, like, I wanted. <laughs> I Like, as soon as you were talking about that, I was like, okay. Because I'm a big believer in science and what we perceive to be as, like, magic being the same thing. So, like, you know, zodiacs and whatnot. It's, I mean, it's, it's star placement. It is a study and uh the planets and whatnot so I, I don't know I just yeah. didn't know what you thought about that I think that's a really interesting question you're asking questions that girl I have not thought about ever <laughs> because you know I'm a thinker like I'll sit and I'll think for like hours and days so these are great really interesting questions that are really making me 
think. So I I think that's really interesting because science and magic, in my opinion, are low key the same thing. And 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 it's like science. um, I tell people this all the time. you know, science can only explain so much because there's this whole other half and this whole other world of things and happenings and, you know, uh, planets and just happenings and in the universe and in the world and in our solar system and other galaxies that it's like, okay, well, um, science explains this portion of it, then what is explaining the other portion of it? You know, and I think spirituality and magic, not only in human terms, but just in the terms of like the workings of the universe, that's, that's what, you know, that's what these questions are and that's what can answer it. And I think it's really interesting because energy, oh my gosh, energy is something that fascinates me Mm -hmm. because, um, it's so silly to me. I think so, so, so many people are so like on the wrong page because energy, if you think about like electricity, if you think about energy sources like uh, oil or, um, or solar geothermal energy, okay, where is that coming from? We've got energy coming from the sun. Cool, that's solar energy. Cool, we've got energy coming from electricity. Um, we've got energy coming from the ground of the earth. That's energy. So we say energy and we like don't think about how humans also have energy. This is and I think uh, with this quarantine, I think it sheds this enormously bright light on how people together um, are powerful and how when we're apart from each other, that's why we're social creatures, because together we're powerful, we're making energy, we're creating energy, and that's how we survive. Um, And during this quarantine, people are so socially distanced from each other, you know, they have to be, and they're going crazy. And that's because you're not creating the same energy that you needed before. And so you don't know how to, does that so yeah. that just blew my whole mind like that <laughs> because you're so right you're not just to just to like even just take what the beautiful thing you just said and simplify it it's like when you get a one of those discount iPhone chargers from Amazon and it doesn't recognize it because you're still charging your phone but it's not charging it the same way right. and you're like why isn't this working why isn't it connecting and it's just it's not you're used to a certain lifestyle. You're used to a yeah. certain like, source of being fed and being like given, uh, I don't know, just, just like that resource. Yeah. That's, that's wow. Hmm. Yeah. There's energy that, uh, there's energy that science can't yet explain. Um, there's mm-hmm. also lots of talk about this 5g, uh, network. Um, yeah. there's energy in not only in the universe, but in this world that can't be explained by science because science, the arts, and spirituality are all connected and there are people that refuse to recognize that. I think that it's so, it's always, with anything, when people take like really hard stances, like, uh, okay, just to be broad, racism or homophobia, Mm -hmm. transphobia, anything like that, 
and then just denying like things like astrology or just like it just when they take it as a personality trait yeah. as a way of like living it's like why are you in such denial about something that a is right in front of you mm-hmm. and b you have it, if you want nothing to do with it it doesn't have to do with you but like it's just like why are you going to deny that there is a possibility of something you don't know when you didn't know what you know now I just don't when people refuse to learn I guess is yes. what I'm saying and they refuse to educate themselves or open themselves up to po- perspectives that don't agree with theirs their narrative it's just so stifling I don't understand why people can't do that yeah it's yeah it's very frustrating um I think um again sort of with the spirituality aspect of things where we moved technically into the age of Aquarius in 2012 um and that veil you know it'll be 10 years since that and two years and now we're seeing this huge global shift and I'm just like, okay, awesome. And we moved out of, you know, the age of Pisces, which was all about illusion and um, routine and sort of this very kind of compressed, depressed sort of society of, you know, it's like a clock ticking. Everything has to be just so. But with the age of Aquarius, we we come into this knowledge, this base of knowledge where things are things are as they are in the universe instead of in our own little world. So I think, you know, whenever our generation has kids and so on, that they'll be like really intelligent kids who are just open and going with the flow and just like, it is just let it be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people who refuse to educate themselves and take really, really rigid stances on certain things because People are taught that what you're taught is the only thing that exists, you know? And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they're brought, the next generation definitely will have a broader sense. They will definitely have a more fluid, open perspective. I could see them learning their birth charts, honestly, mm-hmm. when they learn their birthday. Like, I think it'll be a different, a different, a different time for sure. It will not be the same arts and crafts that we have. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know, like, I think part of my life purpose, as well as doing all of the stuff that I've been talking about, I think, you know, and as like a 23 year old young woman in the world, in America, I kind of am a little embarrassed to say this, but I'm trying to embrace it. But I think part of my life purpose is to be a mom at some point and to have like, (laughs) why are you embarrassed of that? Why? Why is that? I've known that is such a thing (laughs) with women. It's like nobody wants to say that. Like, hey, I want. No, I'm so serious. It breaks my heart. People don't want to say like, hey, I want to create and nurture life. I want to contribute to the next chapter. That is literally what you're saying when you want to be a mother. And that is so beautiful and kind. So the embarrassment comes from the fact that for so many years and for so few years at the same time, women and, and I think academia, which is sort of the realm that I've stepped in in the past year and a half, which, you know, was totally new to me coming out of high school. I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm moving to New York. I'm going to be a musician, blah, 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 which I was already doing it. You know, like I'd already like sung overseas and like, you know, done the whole nine. So I was like set on that path and then life happened and it switched. But women, particularly in academia, um, they are uh, adapting to uh, a patriarchy, essentially. They're adapting to a world in which feminine energy is not embraced and it's not welcomed. So I feel as somebody who is, you know, going way quick, 
more quickly on my career path than I ever thought I would. Um, that saying like, oh yeah, I want to be a mom and a wife and, you know, do like mom things one day, you know, within the next, you know, eight to 10 years, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's this jerk reaction of you would give this up to be a mom. It's like, okay, who said that? But (laughs) listen, listen, Linda, Linda, (laughs) listen, I think that what I'm hearing from you is hey, I am a boss bad bitch who knows who I am and I'm figuring it out and I want to share that with the next generation. I I don't hear, I don't even see you being a person who is like, I'm going to have a kid and I'm going to, I'm going to hang up my, my power suit and I'm going to just chill out. Like I, it's like, if, if those are the type of people who need to be raising children, those are the type of people who need to be nurturing what's coming next or the people who are listening and learning at all times. Because I think that what we're seeing, especially right now with the way that the pandemic is sweeping the nation and the way that the different generation, it's so clear when you go out and you see who's wearing protective gear versus who's not generation to generation. And I think it's like, the stubbornness and the 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 unwillingness to evolve mm-hmm. that can't continue and i think that that has the the people who need to be raising our children need to be less of the people who are just you know oh i'm having a baby yeah. like yeah cool you're having a baby congratulations carol like it needs to be someone who's like hey i'm having a child i'm giving life i'm giving light to you know what i mean i don't know and maybe that's just me pushing my own agenda but i think i'm fucking right so it's fine yeah everybody's got their own like different different you know perspectives uh, on like who should be having babies and like you know is it is it actually a human right but yeah i definitely can sort of agree with you on everything that you said just just there it's it's incredibly um the, the contrasts between different people and different cultures, especially within the same culture and country. Um, oh my God, it's so jarring. Like coming from, you know, the DMV metropolitan area and coming back to Roanoke for the past month has been like, I'm from where? I'm from here? And, and let me just tell you, when you move up there and you live mm-hmm. there for like a year, you're going to come back home and you're going to be like, Excuse me? Because <laughs> every time, every time I spend more time away from home and living a different life in a metropolitan area and I come back home, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how did I make it out of high school? You know? Really? Yeah, I, um, we'll see. I, when I moved, we went to middle school together, you yeah. and I, and then I moved to the, like, north side for freshman year and then we moved to indiana and that was like five years of a cornfield and i love those people and i love at the time i was very like get me the fuck out of here and i was very vocal about that but i made some very beautiful friendships and relationships like while there um but coming from going from here to there and then coming back in my adult life it is so bizarre for me to think about oh my god like I could still like I would still be there being the only like one of the five black people in town and half of my family made up that number and like be it was just such a culture shock so I'm really excited to like move to the DMV and to see what that's like because I know it'll be so much different and so much like I don't know just yeah what is that like what is that like do you where are you going back also 
like are you just stuck here until like the end of the summer or do you, did you live on campus when you were up there for school? No, yeah so I live in um sort of I live off campus and I live in um a house that is owned by a student's family and it, I'm so grateful because because I'm a student and because it's a student's family who owns this place and they just sort of had like a spare place uh oh my god I'm so grateful because you know they made it so affordable and it's a nice Mm -hmm. space it's in a nice neighborhood so yeah I live off campus and I I plan on coming back I'll probably come back um depending on what the the whole um pandemic is looking like and if this week is really going to be the spike in the numbers I'm going to wait um after this week maybe two weeks to see if it if this week really is the spike and if it is I'll probably go back in in May um yeah what do you mean by that I feel like I'm uneducated <laughs> right now in this moment by, by the spike is, is there like are we looking for the spike in the curve to be this week is that like what the what the buzz is yeah right they're, so they're saying they're saying scientists and doctors and researchers are sort of speculating that the death toll at least is going to in this country is going to rocket by you know the end of the week like Friday Saturday let's see where it's at right now it's not looking great like I think a million Mm -hmm. a million Americans at least have it um and a bunch of people have died like it's you know it's nauseating to think about it so when we look at a curve and we talk about flattening a curve we're kind of looking at the worst case scenario in a curve and the best case scenario in a curve and that's why there are usually two curves on a y and x axis so the the worst case scenario curve is going to be like really 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 high and that's like nobody's staying at home blah 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 blah. no social distancing the second curve which is the low little flat flatter curve is best case scenario. Everybody's following protocol. Everybody's staying at home. You know, we've got a few deaths. um, A utopia. Yeah, basically. And so the peak isn't going to look as, you know, you know, apocalyptic. So I think, honestly, I think when we come out of this, the American curve is going to be sort of on the higher end of what the worst case scenario looks like. So, um, and yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking if this week is really the worst that I could probably head back in about three weeks. But if, if in two weeks, it's still looking pretty bad, I'm probably going to wait until June. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you at all that it, I also thank you so much for the educational section. I really appreciate <laughs> that. A little, <laughs> little dose of some COVID-19 information. I love it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I mean, I would, I would wait even if it wasn't just because I'm such a big baby, but I also understand you have a life there and life is still going on. It's not just pausing. I mean, most things are pausing, but I mean, life goes on. And that's something that really sucks about all of this. I mean, among, you know, all the other horrible shit is like, there is a real big push from our government to just keep it moving. Like the narrative of, oh, you're working from home rather than you are working through a pandemic. I love the rephrasing of that because we truly are like survival mode and we're telling ourselves we're not. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically it's, yeah, we are working through um, probably something that's going to go down in in modern history as one of the most bizarre weird 
why weren't they smart enough to prevent that, especially America? What were you guys thinking? It's going to just go, it's going to look so bad in the history textbooks or tablets, whatever. Um, and I just, you know, with the work that I do at my job on campus is with the Institute for Sustainable Earth. And so, you know, some of their advisory meetings I go to and I'm a part of and I listen in on. And there are going to be panels mm -hmm. with all of these, you know, different professors from different sectors talking about COVID-19. And it's, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, not to sugarcoat anything, as long as you're following protocol, you're going to be okay. But it's not good. You know, it's not good. And some people are just some people are panicking and some people are not. And it's this weird mixed bag. And I feel like it's low-key only in the UK and America who's doing that because of the immense privilege that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The privilege is rampant. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. It's mm, the mindsets. Um, but I think with that being said, I think some activism and legislation is going to come out of this in the next few years that you use this as an example to move the world in that sort of Aquarian age energy where you um, you don't, people need breaks. I think that's the point that I'm trying to make is people need breaks. And, and oh, yeah, this sort sure. of working through a pandemic and working from home and having all of this time to either work or do school or take a nap is necessary. Like, an adult human needs so much rest. And again, there's so much that I feel like we don't know about energy that could be applied here too. Because when you're working a living being so much um, without a break, without a long duration of a break, you're taking, you're literally draining that person of energy, no matter if they're sleeping at night or not. Like, their their moral energy their their soul energy is being drained and then mm -hmm. at the end of their life they're just going to be like dude I'm ready to bounce because exactly. I don't have anything left to give I gave it all to that job so you could have this house that I'm dying in right now mm -hmm. and I, it's so it's so fucked because I think that like our generation we're getting this we're getting this little this solar recharge and you know what I think a lot of us are appreciating mm -hmm. that and we're receiving that and yeah there's a lot of like tweets and like memes and shit like let me out of my house but I think looking back we will always be grateful for not this pandemic right. at all that is not what I'm saying but the pause oh, yeah. the forever snow day and a day like it it is truly the first break I think especially like our generation and the generation above ours like the people in their third like the millennials yeah. the true millennials I think that there is such a hard rock of you go to school and then you go to more school and then you get your job and then you do this and you do that, like all the levels and the goal oriented yeah. lifestyle that was put upon us by the older generations of like the boomers and the, in the Z's and just everyone really ever in America and the structure of the world. I think that like we were saying earlier, the next generation will be more of a fluid type of thing if we get it right and I think that this pause will cause a pause in our next steps it'll give us something that will give us a shift a clearing of energy to be able to like find more energy I think. right yeah I definitely think that this um the death of the pandemic is definitely and that by the way so well said and poetic by the way um 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you said the snow day, the forever snow day in a day or something, that was really poetic. Um, yeah, really like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I but, appreciate um, it. Yeah, I don't think the death is, and I don't think the virus. But I will say this, and you know, I have to be careful doing the activist work that I'm doing, saying what I'm about to say. Um, mm-hmm. It humans have beat up an energy source multiple energy sources for so long we've abused and pillaged and raped the earth for so long all of us you know that yeah this had to happen it it had to because i was thinking as the major that i am and as um as the person that I am and how I've gone through school, I've, I've always been in pretty, pretty um, challenging learning situations, like academically rigorous. And I also, and the reason why this is important is because I have learning disabilities and, and reading and math. And I've always had such a tough time and I've always needed a break. And as I got older, I didn't know I had a learning disability until I was like 19, which is not helpful at all, because I'm basically almost done with school. Um, And Mm -hmm. all my life, and especially recently, I've been like, I don't think I can do my entire life like this. Like, this is too fast. This is too much. It's like, all of it was so stressful and so overwhelming. And when we think about disabled people, whether that's people on the um, autism spectrum, for example, or people who are physically disabled, um, and they're living in this world that the industrial revolution built to go faster and faster. And it wasn't, the industrial revolution is just that it's a machine based human environment that is made for machines. So this revolution wasn't made for humans, it wasn't made for us to take, you know, a pause, a, a breather at all, because the industrial revolution just was not human. And you see that through like labor unions and child labor, whatever. You you see what I'm saying? So like, I, th- I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> not to be extra or anything. I'm so sorry to be ignorant, but I just got like actual chills, my hair standing up. That was very beautiful and very true and terrifying. Um, yeah, we the, we are living in a machine built society for sure. One designed for su- machine success. And yeah, exactly. And as as I've explored sort of my, you know, learning disabilities and my neurodiversity, as as one would call it in that sector of of learning, um, the more I realize that how human I am. Because before I was like. You know, I went to a private school for and a Montessori school for most of my most malleable years where I was taught to be so rigid, like in fifth grade, every morning, we would say a Latin phrase that meant go not seize the day, but it was like a whole paragraph in Latin that we would stand up and say to our teacher. And then we would do our work. Um. And it, I mean, like it was rigorous. It was rigorous for like a little kid. Like some of the stuff I learned in third grade, I was learning in like 12th grade at Salem. And I was like, dude, I learned this when I was nine. Get out of here. 
<laughs> so like I was, it was hard. It was hard. And I was always behind. And I think um, having rigor like that sh- goes to show that old system and how it's wearing on people. And, and I'm not just saying that disabled people are the only human people because we have, you know, some sort of difference because we're all human. And that's the point that we're all human and that we all need a break. No matter if you have a challenge in math or no matter if you're on the autism spectrum or no matter if you have like dyslexia, for example, we are all human regardless of our challenges and we need to, we need a break. And dude, this is like the perfect, it's the perfect scenario of human tragedy and human triumph. It's you lose some, and you learn some, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> I, I know that recently on your Instagram, I think it was your story, you shared specifically what your um, your form of, it was a, a form of dyslexia, yeah. if I'm, mm-hmm. is that what it was? What is the name? It's very rare. I remember you saying like, what is the name of that? And can you kind of try to verbally describe what that's like visually? I'd love to like attach a photo if possible of like what yeah. you're seeing. Um, Because I remember you sharing that and I was like, holy shit, like that, I could not even, I would not be able to function at all. So so it's called dyscalculia, dyscalculia. And so the the root Mm -hmm. in that is calc. So math, calculus, calculation. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, basically it is like dyslexia, but for numbers and times and values. So um, I'll just give you like sort of a brief rundown of, um so basically like when I was really really little um like maybe like three or four um I didn't really have like a concept of time or like how days were moving by and I remember having a conversation with my mom being like okay like what's a month what's a year and when she was explaining it to me I was like okay I don't understand I don't understand well I'm just like here I'm just like living and she was like yeah cool but there's like a value to that and I was like, cool, I still don't get it. And I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it for a really long time. And so basically with this math issue, it is um, some people don't actually see numbers at all. Um, and it's kind of like that. Like nothing that has a number or a value associated to me really means anything, which is why when people are like, oh my God, your GPA is low. I'm like, um, okay, and? <laughs> <laughs> and people people get so it. shook they're like but you're so smart and I'm like exactly I'm so smart so what does this number have to do with it and I genuinely get so upset when people attach a number to my intelligence because I'm like but I this number is so insignificant to who I am um but oh, but numbers God. numbers values um just don't make any sense to me. And when I'm doing math, it's literally like I'm looking at like gibberish with like parentheses and brackets and cute little X's and like dots. And I'm like, cool. So Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to like solve the dot. This is what. (laughs) Solve the dot. I mean, that's kind of what it is, I guess. Like you're like solving for X. Um, that is so wild to me also because I am such a, I'm terrible at math. I 
I had to do summer school and high school because of it. And it was just so embarrassing and mortifying to me because I couldn't do it. I'm also a big, I'm a big hater is what I'm just about to say. <laughs> that like, we live in a country that's like ran by your credit score and like your GPA, like you said, and like your number of references, how yeah. much is your net worth, blah, 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 like big, big number based thing. However, with all of that resentment, I harbor for numbers and the true sympathy I feel for you right now for that, because we live in such a number, a numerical binary, like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Um, I am one of those people who like sees numbers as messages, like the angel yeah. numbers where like you'll see numbers repeated everywhere. Like for me and my best friend, um, we always see t- 222 or oh, wow. 22 yeah. pretty much everywhere. And it happened the first time we saw it was on february 2nd not february 2nd february i'm so stupid february okay, 27th. Wow. and like it was right and we saw it that morning everywhere and that was the, it was like the first day that wasn't crappy or whatever and i was honestly very suicidal at that point and we ended up just like driving around and decided our next moves it was crazy and now every 222 we try to like spend it together and like make it a thing and make it something great because Basically, 222 is like a symbol of unity and love and like you're on the right path. It, it has like a lot of meanings. A lot of the numbers do. But I don't know. I, I think that's so fascinating that you are such a spiritually connected person and that's not a part of your life when that's like that is like my whole bread and butter. Like, I, but yeah, yeah that, I think so. It's, it's, it's so interesting crazy. because and also I'm really sorry that you were feeling that way. Um, if you ever need to talk or reach out. Uh, anytime anytime even if it's like one in the morning (laughs) or three in the morning if you feel like you've run out of people to talk to because I know it can be hard you can just send me a message whenever and I'll be responding honestly likewise because I I have been in that situation and I have felt like okay I know I have people in my life who care about me I know I have I can go to XYZ, but for some reason it just feels there. You get to a point, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but you get to a point where it's like XYZ is there, but where is ABC? Right. Like, I don't, yeah. do you, does that make any sense? Perfect. It's just like sometimes it just feels like you shouldn't be going to those people with yeah. that pain because they're too close to yeah, it themselves. It's, yeah, I definitely, I see exactly where, where your head's at right there. Um, but yeah, I really do mean that. Um, and that's, you know, a terrible place to be and feel. Um, but the the numbers, the numbers, it's interesting. So I, again, really academically rigorous upbringing. Uh, I would cry at like, you know, math and all of that stuff. But when you talk about angel mm-hmm. numbers, um, it's not even necessarily that, like, so I can see numbers and each number sort of has a color to it. And that's called synesthesia. It's like a sensory issue where like letters and numbers have colors um, sort of assigned to them in a person's brain. Um, and so like I can see like numbers very clearly in my head um, and even like in my reality, especially if they're angel numbers. So I have a really uh, incredible, a very incredible connection to two particular numbers. Um, and you did a podcast with Lyric. And girl, let me tell you, uh, she hooked me up with a reading. And this woman had me crying. Listen, Lyric is terrifying and powerful. <laughs> like she, 
she's so talented and she's so powerful and gifted and she uses that with such light and love and I think that that is why it's such a potent yeah. ability of hers please tell me everything I am so sorry for interrupting no, I just got excited. no I'm sorry for interrupting <laughs> listen Sish this woman described so this woman described what my wedding looks like and what my children who they are which only I knew and I was like, excuse me? Well, I mean, not excuse me, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's her yeah. thing. She does that. It's so I'm, beautiful. And people yes, don't realize. I was like, how do you know that? But, like, I wasn't, like, I didn't feel like I was, my privacy was being invaded because, obviously, like, I got, like, I listened to the whole podcast. I got great vibes from her. I saw her Graham got mm-hmm. great vibes from her. And also supporting, like, a young Black woman is so, you know, it's so... Yeah, vital. vital. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's so important, so vital. Um, but Lyric definitely has like a lifelong client in me or w- whatever she wants to call her, you know, clients or customers. Um, mm-hmm. But wow, she really, um, and then at the end, one of, I was like, so do you like see numbers or letters or anything like associated with different people's energy? And she gave me one of the numbers that is like, means the most to me. And I started crying so hard I just cried so hard I was like how did you know that and I'm just not going to say the number here because in case people people like search my name when this podcast comes yeah. up and they're trying to like get different information on me I just don't want I that number because it's like there's you know I've got like my professional stuff on the internet and then I've got like my artsy stuff and that's already enough to know about me and then if somebody knows mm-hmm. a spiritual thing about me, it's like, oh, nope. So, but yeah, she knew the number and I was like, oh my God. I love that that's sacred to you and that's like your private thing. I definitely, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, Lyric, and I hope she listens to this because this will make <laughs> her whole day. But <laughs> it's, she definitely also has like a lifelong client friend in myself because I, there's just something about people who have that kind of, kismic almost energy you know what I mean where it's just like you know you can trust it and then her just like the the proof is in the pudding the proof is in the receipts like it's I love that she saw your she saw your wedding and your kids and your number that's yes. so and intense it's scary I it. because oh my god it, I mean like it wasn't scary like nothing about her energy was like scary or anything or any of the messages it was like it was like my higher self has already told me this stuff or some of this stuff. And it's like, I already sort of know some of this stuff. Like, but it was like, she was like saying it. And I was like, I kind of was a little hesitant to like agree with like my higher consciousness about that because I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. Why'd you do it? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. But I I definitely get it. I Go ahead. yeah. Have you ever had your number? Sorry, have you ever had your number lead you down a like wrong my path? um spiritual number? Mm-hmm. Like you've seen it and you followed it like breadcrumbs, and it wasn't good, but it turned out to be like a lesson. I'm projecting yeah. in this question. Yes. Um. No. <laughs> for me, no, because when I kind of um when it comes to like numerology or like spiritual numbers, I let the numbers come to me because again, mm-hmm. I really freaking mm-hmm. hate numbers <laughs> and so right. I try I try not to look for them um and when the second that spirit knows that you're looking for something um that is mm-hmm. of 
a divine nature, it'll, it won't come in a way that it's supposed to come. And then you may end up in a place that you're not supposed to be because you weren't supposed to be looking for it in the first place, but you were and boom. (laughs) I, what happened, (laughs) what had happened was, uh, (laughs) I was literally like, I was minding my business. I was minding my whole business. And then it started appearing around the other number. It's not the number that I previously mentioned. And I'm now inspired to shut the fuck up about what the other number is. But it it kept popping up around uh, a certain person. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then I was like, I can trust it. Like, this is here. And then the more I I trusted it and I kept like being like, this is not my vibe. I need to pull away. And it just kept popping up and popping up and popping up. And then I kept getting in deeper and deeper and deeper. And I was just like, all right, this is a very karmic fused situation. I'm going to head out, insert Spongebob meme. And so I think that it's, for me, I'm very, I get caught up in the romance of it all. True cancerian, cancerian form. I'm, I get very like lost in the love sauce and I'm, I'm very easily to be like, hey, I like not even romantically, platonically too. It's like, hey, I love you. I care for you. I want to do everything I can. And like, I will get signs and visions and deliveries on my doorstep, basically just being like, hey, why don't you stop? And I'm just so, it goes back to the energy thing. I think I, while I get drained, I can see somebody else being filled and I'm so focused on someone else being nourished that I forget right. to nourish yeah. myself. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So to all of you who are listening, just gave you a nice little Achilles yeah. heel. <laughs> but my but. mom is a cancer and like she gives off this overly nurturing energy. And even though I'm a water sign, I'm a Scorpio. And so when she like gets all up in my grill, I'm like, girl, you need to go. Like, <laughs> you need to go. It's like, it's like, it's weird. Uh, it's like, um, you care a little bit too much about what's going on right here, lady. And I'm not saying that's you, but like, I get it. No, it's 100% me. That is, that is definitely me. It's like, I, like, I'm quite, I'm quite a lovey-dovey person. Uh, but it's like, I have to really, it takes time for me. Um, and this is like in romance for me, it's like, I can, and I can care about you and be, and you will not be able to tell, like, I could like you the most out of anybody that I've ever liked. And just, you won't be able to tell. And I think that's what happened to the, to the last guy. I was just like wow I like him so much and honestly I like I felt this vibe from him of just this incredibly beautiful energy and hey lyric read energy around that and let's just say yeah very interesting Interesting. um but (laughs) but yeah like I um yeah like I I thought I was being maybe a little bit obvious but I don't think I was being obvious enough because he was like I feel like, you know, like, I feel like maybe I'm getting to know you more than you're getting to know me. And I was like, excuse me. But then again, I'm a Scorpio. So like, I low key knew much more about him than I was letting on because (laughs) (laughs) not only am I a Scorpio, but also I'm a researcher. That's my like life. And so if I'm like very interested in something, Mm -hmm. I will research it. I will research everything about it. And so like, I did, I felt like, <laughs> well, you see where I <laughs> effed up. You see where I effed up, but hopefully he doesn't like hear this. Yeah. Ever. You, 
<laughs> maybe he won't. Or if he does, maybe it'll be like a nice little white flag. Maybe this is yeah, the maybe, fate, maybe you know. Maybe like I'm blocking on everything. I- <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) That is like entirely my energy. Wow. Um, I love also that your mom is a cancer and she gave birth to a Scorpio. That is that's two powerful little water signs in one household. Yeah, it's that's intense. I think I think how she got a Scorpio (laughs) baby instead of like a sweeter baby is that is that my dad's an Aries. Actually, today is his birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Oh, happy Thank birthday you. to your dad. That's so 71. You're welcome. Wow. Wait, is that a like legit? Yeah, no, I, you're yeah, not I joking. Or you being <laughs> I love that. I don't, I know most people don't love, I always think that's so cool because that's such like a generational like it's divide. But it, it's that's why I want to have kids when I'm sort of young because I think it's a bad thing, especially with technology which of course they couldn't have seen the technology age going as fast as it did but it did and so like I can't relate to my parents I'm just like grandpa grandma <laughs> is that you oh my god no Do, I've are got an older brother and I've got an older sister my older sister is like she's way older she's like 49 and she has her own child and her mm-hmm. child is closer in age to me than I am her which is weird. Um, so whenever we go out in public, people are like, oh, look, it's your mom. I'm like, no, that's my sister. That's my sister, thanks. <laughs> wow. Um, I do have, okay, so I, I have a few, we're coming up on our hour and I don't want to take too much of your time because you're literally oh. trying to save the planet. So uh, <laughs> I have a few questions for you, like just to end it, some okay. nice little lightning round ones. Um, all right. Uh, Apple or Spotify? Uh, Spotify. <laughs> uh, yes, I love it. Okay, so who is your top artist right oh, now? Like, who are you listening to a lot of? Because I like, I don't know because I like don't really like fixate on like musical artists. Um, but hold on, let me go to mm-hmm. my Spotify and check it out because the only way I can ever answer that question is literally pulling up my Spotify and being like, oh. Yeah. look at what I'm doing you know okay, what I'm saying so it's I would like, I say totally get it. that one of them is the Sunday service choir that like sings for like Kanye West and then okay I'll just give you a song because again like it's really hard for me to like pick a person um 48 Laws by mm-hmm. Omen Dreamville and um somebody else but yeah that's a really good song all right also, okay I will definitely be okay. looking that uh, up yeah. <laughs> It with Don, yeah, Donnie, yes. Donnie Trumpet. Is that because I think I've heard it before? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um, let me make okay. So, ooh, I should have asked you this earlier. What are your thoughts about the Wisconsin thing that's going on today with oh, the ballots? Thing? Funny story, this, yes, politics low key aren't my thing. So, I, I literally, when you said Wisconsin, I literally visualized the block of cheese. I'm <laughs> enthralled. <laughs> that is that is so funny. Oh, basically, just to keep it keep it quick, they are even with everything that's going on, they're voting for like their primary today, and they didn't really warn anyone or make any adjustments, and it's just kind oh. of like a, a clusterfuck, basically. Um, the joke I've been hearing also, this is the next thing, segueing, not too great. The joke is men lose oh, a dollar yeah. every day. But we are only losing 77 cents. 
I I want to know if you'd get that tatted for $100. If I get what? And if you would get that joke tatted for $100 in um, Latin, <laughs> something classy. Um I don't think I'm <laughs> I don't think I'm the gal for that. Just yeah, I feel like it cuz it's funny and I'm serious more so than I am funny. <laughs> so I feel like if I got it tattooed on me, it just like wouldn't match my energy. <laughs> I love it so much. Also, just for clarification, I will never pay someone $100 if they say oh, yes girl, to that no. question. Even if you did, I would be <laughs> like, oh, girl, like something came up. I can't do it. Something came up. You see, what happened happy was. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is, I have two more and then I, I will set you free. Do you have any current memories, more like recent memories in the last couple months that younger you would be like extremely proud to be oh yeah totally like how young are we talking though like 10 or like okay um so I think like I don't know I think specifically like 12 year old me and like four year old me would be like a it's particularly excited about um maybe going to college and being pretty successful at it. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. also being um, able to travel the world as much as I have for, you know, like no money on my part, just because like I'm low key smart. I feel like, I feel like 12 year old (laughs) me would be like, what? Like maybe the age that you met me, like we were how old, like 14 or something. maybe like a little younger but yeah yeah I would probably like be like huh you you're you went where you're learning what languages huh I'd be like so excited but like also weirded out (laughs) (laughs) weirded out (laughs) um if you could my final question for your beautiful beautiful brain is if you could go a day into the future or a day into the past, you're not allowed to change anything. Oh, a what day. What? <laughs> what? So does this have to be exactly yeah. an hour because yeah. I've got time on my hands? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, no. Okay, let's see. So before we sure. were talking about like, like how our future generations are going to be different. So like, I, okay, I don't know. Okay. Okay, I'll just explain both and maybe a little bit more. So, like, when I have my child, it's obviously going to be, like, a home birth, if possible. And I'm going to, like, have people, I'm going to have people, like, reporting the specific (laughs) time that they're born and, like, minute, second, all of that. And we're going to have, like, maps in the Mm -hmm. room. So, like, we can map the exact latitude and longitude of where the baby specifically is, like, Yes, it's. I, I mean, love this so much. I'm glad that you love it, but most people are like, "She's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people probably think I'm crazy as well. So yeah. I mean, Yay! it's right, kindred spirits. Continue, um, please. So I'm I so think fascinated. <laughs> if I were to go into the future, I really want to say that it would be for either one of the the births of one of my children. I'm gonna have kids galore, honey. Um, so I don't know if I would go to the first one because I feel like that one would hurt worse. So I feel like I'd go to like the second or the third birth or like maybe just like 
I feel like maybe I'd go to like the first day of first grade of one of my kids. If I were to, okay, basically if I were to go into the future, it would be something of a point in my life where I have my children already. And I'm- I want to say real quick, the question was a day oh, of the future oh. today, a year from now, <laughs> but you're so excited about being a mom and creating life and nurturing it. That's immediately wow. where your brain took you. That is Incredible. so wow. Yeah, I messed that one up. I love I that, that so up. much. <laughs> Wow. No, you did it. That was that was honestly a nice wow. revamp. I like you know what I was gonna lot. say next that was, was really like good. in the past I'd like go back to like way, way like years ago and just like just be there. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably <laughs> like, go back to when I was like eleven or something and like we were going through a really tough time and didn't really have much of a place to go and I'd probably probably talk to me as like a higher self and be mm-hmm. like dude don't worry have you seen the rosa thing on tiktok yes, yes. Like so basically i just tell like 10 <laughs> year old me like dude it doesn't even matter in like 15 years dude like come here let me tell you <laughs> that was so terrifying that sounded exactly like wow that was so clear. I feel like they joined the call. Are you well, here? Well, we have to remember I have a performance background. Well, so like. Yeah, I know. Please continue to flex on us till the very end. <laughs> yeah. That was so, crazy. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Um, this whole interview has been really lovely and insightful and nurturing for my soul. I can't lie. I told you before we did this, I have a headache. I have a bad migraine and this definitely was lovely that the, thank you so much for doing this and being so patient and understanding with schedules and sharing. I'm, I'm so excited to see what you keep doing and hopefully you can come back too. Once this is all like, over. of course. And And I thank you so much as well this this has been really great and this is my first time doing a podcast so that's really cool um yeah oh my god I'm so happy to have taken your podcast (laughs) yes (laughs) yes I loved every second and I'm I'm glad that your headache sort of was helped by this conversation in some way um but yeah I guess I guess until the end of the pandemic I hope to see you when you come in and visit the DMV so I can show you some cool spots and maybe some cool people. Yes. I would really love that. I would love to, to see what it's about through your eyes for sure. Um, but thank you again. I can't, again, I can't wait to see what you're doing next and I'm sure we will be talking post this conversation for sure. Um, but enjoy the rest of your day. Happy birthday to your dad. Yeah. Again, like, you're welcome enjoy the day maybe step outside for some fresh air if you can safely um all right bye have a good rest of it okay